Welcome to the Red Black League Boys High School Podcast. Today we welcome Joe Cullen, the head coach of Gentry Academy, and Eden Prairie senior Luke Middlestat to the show. We'll also break down Class A and Class AA rankings, games of the past, games of the future, and we'll pick some hockey games. Hope you enjoy today's show. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire One take wonder! Wow. Two weeks in a row, oh, baby. No, no, last week. Oh, no, wasn't. no, wasn't. that was definitely oh, not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, save that celebration for next week, maybe. <laughs> no, there's no way I'll do it two weeks in a row. No way. Anyways, welcome back, everybody. It was a fun-filled week of hockey. There was a ton of stuff to talk about. I went to three games this week. Yeah. I went to, I went to one. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> Me too. <Yep. laughs> you and Carl went to the same one. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, we did. And I watched about 11 yesterday. Nice. So I'm all yeah. caught up on boys' high school hockey. Okay, Carl, you want to do the news and nugs up in Duluth? Sure. I can run through some of the uh, interesting happenings over the past week because there are a lot of them. Mm. Uh First off, we have a bunch of players who are suddenly playing high school hockey. We're not playing high school hockey last week. <laughs> players to be named later have reappeared later. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, yeah. I think we'll start with Jackson Blake. After you know, starting the season in the USHL, we thought was you know, gone, long gone, never coming back. He's back. So for a, yeah, for a second straight season, Eden Perry acquires him midseason. It's just this, uh, and they're almost almost a year to the day, almost where he <laughs> became eligible last year and became eligible this year. So it should be a that that one was not. I mean, they're all surprises, and they're yeah. all not surprises. Uh, this one really helps Eden Prairie. Oh gets yeah, them a balance, more of a balanced attack. I yeah. It, Gets them two lines for sure. Gets them a top player in the state back on their team, right? And, I mean, is Jackson trying to collect more jerseys in his room than I am? Yeah, he probably does. <laughs> because it feels that way. Yeah, he's not possible. Not no. possible. <laughs> no, no. So what's the next nugget? Uh, well, next player to come back, Leighton Road, back at Wiper Lake. Yeah, that one was a bit of a surprise. That one was going down while I'm in the band room in Grand Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I'm like directing the band in my, with my right hand, and I'm tweeting to Peter, get this tweet out immediately before it hits other news wires. Wait, how did you learn about Jackson Blake, though? Jackson Blake was through a very, very good source. How's that? Okay. I don't want to uh, anonymous sources. Yep. I don't want to out my sources. Um, although it was a very, very good source. How's that? Okay. 
Okay, you mean in a parking garage? <laughs> Did you put a plant out? Yeah, we had a bubble. We had a bubble over us when I when he read it to me, kind of like get smart for you older. I see. Little, uh-huh. little listeners would know what that is <laughs> because my Nixon Watergate one was yeah. just so recent for you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I'm going to bring this podcast back to 2020 now <laughs> for our third <laughs> returning player, or this is more of a new player, but, uh, Drew Stewart. Yeah, Minnetonka Bantam is now at Benilde. Who is this kid? So Drew Stewart won our Wiz Wide Award uh, a few years ago as a peewee, so I was the best peewee in the state. Um, at the Blue Ox this past year for Minnetonka, he was the MVP on a team that didn't win the championship. To give you an idea how much how much he separated himself. He uh, either tied the scoring record or broke the scoring record for the Blue Ox. So consider all the top players that have played in the Blue Ox have not scored as many points. So he's arguably the best Bantam in the state. Um, he was in our Bantam Elite League this year. He was one of the top five players in wow. that league. Uh, I think Beckett Hendrickson was the MVP of that league. But you get an idea how good of a player this is. And for him to you know step in to Benilde, he'll play second or third line and add add. It's more of a long term. This is for more of a long term discussion because he will be one of the best players uh, in the state uh, that we'll be watching in the next couple of years. That's... So, Tony, is this a, is this a surprise? You know. Was he a private school kid coming up, or is this sort of a sudden? It's kind of a surprise, you know. Yeah. If I if I recall, when I was doing, you know, when we get through these Wiz Wyatt's, Wiz Wyatt's more than just best player. It's great leader, uh, multi sports. So he's a great soccer player as well. He had a four GPA, and I'm pretty sure he was a public school kid. You know, Minnetonka West uh, Junior High. So it's it's a bit of a surprise where I think. Uh, from, from what I gathered, talking to his dad and and, and people at Benilde, he wanted an in school uh, uh, school setting, and he wasn't getting that. He was distance learning at Minnetonka, so he was get he was getting that. He was going to get put on a team that's you know they're on a fast track for a state uh, tournament appearance maybe this year or next year. So this would be a good spot for him. So so can we talk about Carl? Kind of what I texted all of us. Um, these players that are coming in. Let's use Leighton Road as an example here. Is he eligible for the Mr. Hockey Award? Because he missed four games? Well, he didn't start the season. Um, can I go first? <laughs> yep. I got two words. Casey Stomp. Yes, <laughs> yes, he can win. He can be a Mr. Hockey Award. They're not going to have a banquet anyway. <laughs> so what's the difference? Yeah, he should be a finalist. The virtual the banquet. Best. They'll have some virtual Zoom banquet, you know. Well, that'll but, be fun. But, yeah, uh, yeah, in my opinion, 100%. I mean, he's got to earn it. He can't go out and get sure. eight points. But if he well, goes if out Casey and dominates – yeah, I know. I think Casey's time at six points in six games or something. It was silly. Poor Casey. We just rip him to death here. So. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's going to be this punchline for years. <laughs> yes. And, and now I'm picturing this virtual banquet where, you know, they, the kids have to go pick up their little boxed meal from you know, Excel <laughs> Center Food Services. The grab and go. <laughs> <laughs> the grab oh, and go sad. banquet. Sad. Oh. Yeah, so okay. what other topics do we got from the News and Nuggets, Bill? Well, bless that. Um, let's talk a little bit about Grand Rapids, Tony, because you and I were both there on Thursday, and you were 
I mean, we were there for hockey, yes, but you were there for something else. So I'm <laughs> building a, a video. I don't want to give up too much of the details, but it's about the Grand Rapids band and the Grand Rapids high school team. And uh, hats off to uh, Dale Gunderson, whose son is the backup goaltender for Rapids, and he's the band director for 26 years. He's oh, been wow. there since like 2000, 1994. He's been there. Um, and I've been a long... A long time admirer of their band, and and he's picked up on it. We're good buddies, and we went in there. We got a bunch of footage of the band playing. I I did a couple clips from my phone, but Matt Jasper was there to collect it via HD. And we're gonna we're gonna I've written the script, and we're gonna sit down this week, and hopefully it'll be polished and ready to go by the end of the week for everyone to see uh, our fun video that we'll launch on Game On Minnesota. So it was good. Uh, the boys, we had some hockey players there. Um, I gotta look up one of these kids' names. Um, it was, yeah, uh, who was that incredible Braden? for triangle player? Yeah, oh, that was uh, <laughs> the, the kid with the tambourine was Wade Browse, Browse, Browse. He was great. Uh, Braden Holcomb was there, I think. There was two Holcombs, there's two Holcombs there. I think it was Braden. He also got a really nasty penalty. He took a he crushed a kid right in the face. <laughs> okay. He only got two minutes. <laughs> well, I was ref and I would have tossed him yep. out of the game. It was nasty. That is a two minute in IRA. <laughs> yes, it was only two minutes. He literally, he Welcome launched to the rain. Face. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So uh, it was a fun trip. We had a nice little meal, you and I and um, Jazzy uh, yeah. at El Portre, whatever. It was a Mexican place. It's good. Portro. <laughs> yeah. Did you like it? I I had great. Yeah, yeah, no, great it was quite meal good. there. So, and there was no issues in the parking lot. There's yeah, no one the there. In and out at IRA ever. Oh, oh my gosh, it was awesome. <laughs> that was the only upside. I didn't have to park nine miles away. Yeah, you, you know? got to park I mean, it, on it, the up street. <laughs> it it also helped that we stood around for like half an hour waiting for the teams to come out of the locker room and then realized they had gone up the other door. So. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to mention that? Did you have to? <laughs> I had to. Oh my god, that was painful. <laughs> that was painful. But whatever. So no, we Is didn't get she a chance. Not coming? We did not get a chance to catch up with uh either Coach Wade or or uh Rand uh that night. So well oh well. We'll we'll see him next time. <laughs> Striking up as a loss. <laughs> Isn't there some more news coming out of out of that trip? Yeah. Uh, this we'll is stay, the best with, news, I think. With seven double A. So this is an, an interesting, juicy little uh tidbit we got yesterday um seven double a will be uh, modifying its playoff format for this year there will be a north bracket and a south bracket because there are you know, four teams in the northern part of seven double a you know rapids east marshall and cloquet then four in the south with forest lake and over anoka and elk river and so the northern teams will play each other the southern teams will play, will play each other and then the winners of each bracket will meet for the section championship and all games will be at the home team teams, no high seed home. So who's if if it's Andover and Grand Rapids, presumably, who's the high seed? Good question. <laughs> probably whoever has a higher QRF. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably a okay. Can Grand Rapids get thrown under the bus QRF wise? Oh yes, because they're probably going to lose to Hermantown. And I think if we've learned anything about the Northwest Suburban Conference this year, it's not as deep as we think it is. No. No, it's not. But the pleasant surprise is Andover. Yes. 
I saw but, them. But but none of them can get out, so we don't really know how good they are. Uh, yeah. I suppose yeah. you can I suppose if you're gonna measure them against Maple Grove, which isn't fair. I know. Because I think Maple Grove is gonna just ten, They're running they're train ten run through. everybody. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. which is a great, you know. Eventually, we'll get into the rankings here, and we'll hear. Yeah, that's 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 a wagon. Let me tell you. And t- Tony and I, you were talking about this as we stood around for that that half hour, but um, <laughs> but the team that might deep deal, conversations, let contemplating me tell you. life. And, yeah. <laughs> but Forest Lake, you know, they're playing in an even weaker conference than the Northwest Suburban. The Suburban East, they only have one loss. It's to Creighton, and they look competitive. They could go, you know. It's not crazy to think they could win 14, 15 games and be the top seed in at least the Southern Division of 7AA. I tell you what, I watched that team yesterday, Force Lake, for on a mind you, on a Facebook. I was too cheap to, to buy the game. So there was a Facebook page of, of, of Force Lake. I was just sick of. I literally had like three registrations yesterday to watch games. Like, <laughs> it was more that yep. I didn't want to go. I had created a new password. Yes, I didn't want to go <laughs> yeah. do that. Do that. You know, I was like, I'm just watching this game for like a half an hour. It, it would have taken me a half an hour to get the game live. So I'm like, well, I just want to watch it on this Facebook page. And it was hilarious. The Forest Lake guy who was broadcasting anytime, and he, he would only be talking about the Forest Lake guy. Four slate guys, you know, and be like, oh, oh yeah, over to this guy, you know, and like anytime Cretan touched it, he didn't know any of them. Anytime there was a bad call, oh come on, you know, it was totally like a dad or a brother broadcasting it. And the best part is, he was mo- he was doing the camera himself, so a lot of times he'd miss it and he would apologize. Oh, sorry, I just got so into the game. Oh no, but. It- well, you didn't I want did, to pay for that, Tony? I did see enough to think, hey, this Forest Lake team is could be sneaky. And we saw them do, to, if they play that same system they did against East, East last year, eh, never know. I mean, Andover loves to kind of get up and down the ice. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad yeah. to know that Forest Lake has a Brad Soderberg. Yes, she is a Brad. <laughs> definitely a Brad Soderberg. No, this guy. I'm kidding. This was a Sony. poor man's Brad Soderberg. <laughs> poor man's Brad Soderberg. If there's such a thing. <laughs> oh, okay. So what yeah. else, Carl? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just, on a final note, say that I think functionally this isn't going to mean much for the seven double A bracket because if you look at it right now, you no know, Grand Rapids should be the one. Marshall should be the eight. East is probably the four. Cloquet is probably the five. So at least the quarterfinals won't be affected that much. But yeah. it'll be very interesting to see what happens when we get to the final and who benefits from QRF. Yeah. Yeah, that's really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it, it, it's weird. It is definitely a, a weird year. I feel like we're on spit and chicklets where they always talk about Boston and Boston teams. And right now, all we're talking about Boston. is seven double A and seven double A teams. What's well, the news that we have? You it know? is good news, though. Yeah, it's, it's good, yeah. good well, news. Not, not good news, but it's a good nugget. That's for sure. Well, the other thing is, we may learn that other teams will do this, and other sections yeah, will do you, this. You yeah. could see eight double A doing something very similar. Three double A already kind of did it. Last Last year, yes, and so they were high seed all the way through the semifinals, and so I can see three double A doing it again. I agree, I agree. Um, are we ready to rock and roll? Class A? No. What? No, we're not. Oh, no. Not no. more. I like this. I like this. <laughs> it's, it's the 
ever thrilling segment of who's got COVID this week? <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Let's hear it, Carl. I like Carl as okay. the news director better than us. <laughs> no, no. We want a break. We want commercial. <laughs> yep, so not a fun segment, but I we, we can't avoid it. It's reality that certain teams are missing out a lot of games, and then there's a lot of spillover of other games getting canceled, and there's, a, there's there are some dominoes. So... The two that uh, were added to the list this past week were really River Lakes and Sartell. So a couple of central Minnesota teams that uh, then had some spillover effects. Teams like Brainerd had teams games canceled. Um, so um, because they had played River Lakes immediately before the outbreak. So those are the big ones that are added to the list. Denfeld still recovering, should hopefully be back on the ice this coming week. And then uh we welcome tino back so good to see the eagles i saw playing them again. Uh, this weekend how what happens i mean i hate to say it what, what? happens if we get to sections and state you don't even go there that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that you just, that's yeah. like dropping an atom bomb i didn't want to go there what if we get to sections <laughs> what's gonna happen are you are you disqualified I mean, rapid test the F out of your team. doesn't matter, though. Two weeks. I mean, yeah, I imagine, imagine it's a section semi, 6AA, and it's whatever, Edina and Benilde. <laughs> and they're both out. Yeah. And then, and then Wyzetta makes it or Creighton makes it or something crazy. High seed advance. <laughs> I mean, we're talking oh. five asterisks. Next to the state tournament appearance for well, the teams. Pac-10 football where I think it was Washington made the, the conference championship game, but then they got COVID. So it's like, hey, Oregon, you're the runner-up. Yes. You yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they did and won. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. I, I Don't even say state ever again. Whatever <laughs> you do, do not say that again. I, I, Fast I, forward yeah. three weeks later. No. Stay. Don't say that. Do not even say that. Well, thank you, Carl, for that report. Um, who's going first, double, double A or A for rankings? Let's do A. Let's, let's do, yeah. All right. Uh, I you told go. you guys the story. I, it was such a crazy weekend last weekend. Uh, I, I did do rankings, but I, I didn't even remember doing them. <laughs> um, I got home. Danny said, we're doing class A tomorrow. Check your rankings. I'm like, oh, no. I didn't put my A rankings in the in the staff rankings last week. I got home, and I did do it. I don't remember doing it. How's that? Um, not a big change from last week to this week in Class A. The top six all stay the same. Are you ready? Hermantown, number one. Madi Midai, number two. You got to give Carl enough time to grunt him. Oh, sorry. Hermantown, yeah. number one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Matamidi number two. Should snore. Yep. And then Gentry Academy, who we'll have the head coach on, and I took a shot at their week schedule in the interview. Correct? And ranking, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and ranking. Oh, well, I didn't have them that low. I have them at three, and I think they're going to have to beat number two in the state to get to state. So it's not. Yeah. They know well, Matamidi They're, they're ranked there. number two in one of the polls. Yeah, so yeah. six and one, a half and the other. I think those are the top. And then Warroad had the huge win this week, and then they tied, tied Moorhead. Isn't that crazy? They smoke yeah. Rozo and then tie. We'll get to that later. We'll get there. So I kept them kind of even par. Sure. You know, uh, they, I don't think they jump either Matamidi or Gentry. And then East no. Grand Forks is the one everybody hates, but I still think they're a game away from the state tournament. 
and they have yep. way too much talent. So I'm going to keep them there. I still think they're better than Alex on a talent level yep. basis. Alex, who I saw yesterday, stays at six. We move uh, Little Falls up to um, seven. Um, just right behind Alex, we moved Duluth, then fell down just because they got COVID, so we have to move them down. You, you, you lose a <laughs> ranking point. for getting sick. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yep, you, lo- you lose a spot for getting sick. And then I heard a good one today, uh, this week. It's called, not Fergus Falls, it's called Fungus Falls. Someone called them that this week. And I thought, that's catchy. Was so, it an announcer that didn't? Why? <laughs> no, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I'm like, I'll use that on the show. Fungus Falls is number nine and new to the top ten with a strong performance. Um, Orno. Yeah, Orno's Orno some is good now wins. number ten. The 2018 state champs make their way into the top ten. Any thoughts on my top ten there? I we we have some big games in Class A this week. Good, good, so. good, good. I'm excited about that. Okay, drum roll, please. Dan, uh, Carl, let's hear it. Double A. All right, let's do double A. Um, you'll see some similarities here in Class A and the lack of change at the top. But number one is Maple Grove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number two, still Lakeville South. Yeah, got that. Number three is Creighton. Okay. Yep. Number four, eh, Eden Prairie. Oh! Move That's what we call the, the Jackson Blake bump. Yep, I like that. <laughs> the Jackson Blake bump. Well, I think you felt bad for knocking We call it the GameStop. Stock. Yes, the GameStop. Jackson Blake stock bump. Yes, it was. <laughs> number five. Except this is actually real. Um, number five is St. Thomas Academy. <laughs> oh, wow. I think that's high for St. Thomas right now. Uh, I think it's about right. Look at their – I, I just want to say this. Look at scores. They let three into Simley. Two of them were Doesn't at the very matter. end. Doesn't but matter. they let five into Tartan, who just got blanked by Gentry. Someone sandbagging. It's <laughs> fine. Okay. Fine. All right. Okay. Six. Six huh. Grand Rapids. Were they – were they six last week? No, they were five. They were, they were five. E- so they got hurdled by Eden Prairie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Got it. Seven is Benilde. And I don't. Benilde just played St. Louis Park, I think. Yeah. They yeah. ran away with and, it. Yeah. And six. Wrexham. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Six nothing. I didn't even write down the score because it was so lopsided. Yep. yep. Yeah. Benilde's a team that, you know, I, I've seen other rankings that have them higher, and you, you can make the case. I mean, they've done well against a slightly better schedule, but at the same time, they haven't played anyone elite elite yet. Nope. Yeah. Eight is Hill Murray. I like two that. wins over Edina for Hill Murray. Yeah. yeah, they look good, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. They just need to score. Nine is Prior Lake. They did not lose this week, did they? No. No. They have a big game. They've win. lost yet. They're just of a tie, correct? Right. Yep. yep. Rosemont tie. So then 10 would be a new member, maybe? Uh, it's Wyzetta, yeah, who is in and out. But... And who dropped out? Rosa. Rosa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, couple Poor added comments. Uh, 11 through 13 are like, it's like the Walking Dead. They're the teams that. You know, we thought we we're going to drop off the, the cliff this year, Rosemount and over Blake, but they're all right there. <laughs> and Taka too, right? Yeah, Taka's—they're down at fifteen now after 
you know, they've lost twice out of twice. They had a little adventure with Buffalo. Yes, like six yeah. four. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. six to yeah. four. Ooh, significant score right there. Yeah, I didn't write yeah. it down, but it's just it's one of those that I see and I just put into my my memory bank. Yeah, it, it's hard to talk about a six to four games and games of the past when yeah. the team that you expected won. Too. Yeah, and I know. so that's I just struggle when I make the games of the past like that. And same with the significant score. Sometimes I try to get a section game in there when I'm writing them, and sometimes it's just two good teams. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yesterday in girls, it was Eden Prairie. Why is that a one-one? I'm like, eh, they're both good, so I got to put it in there. Yeah, but there's yep. really nothing yep. there, right? Okay, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. Um- well, yep. The, the one other fun, fun note I'll make is that I I don't think I have ever put Edina and Forest Lake immediately next to each other in the rankings, but there they are. This week. <laughs> that is solid. I think Edina's a better team than what their record states. They have yes. they have a lot of good players, but I mean they don't have Hogue in net anymore. They have a new goaltender, but I mean Jimmy Clark is uh, kind of hurly. Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. You know he I, is. I, I watched the second Edina Hill game, and I was like, "This is a team whose whole just does not equal the sum of its parts at all right now." Yeah, <laughs> are, yeah. There's plenty of talent there. They're, they can skate with with anyone, but they've also been shut out three times in six games, and they also tied St. Louis Park. So <laughs> that's okay. where they are. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's save some of this convo for uh, the games of the past, just because I think there's a lot of juice there. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, we're gonna take it off to an interview. Yes. With a Red and Black League coach interview with Joe Cullen. Uh, thanks to Red and Black League for their sponsorship. Red and Black League is a great off-season league in the spring and the fall. Uh, awesome for uh, no-check purposes, so you're going to keep injury-free or re- reduce chance for injury. Uh, you're going to have a great chance to uh, uh, get some good games in against uh, even competition. Brian Hansen uh, does an awesome job putting that league together. Check him out at redandblackleagues.com. We'll take it away, Danny, with the interview with Joe Collin. Well, thank you, Tony. Yes, we are joined here with... Gentry Academy head coach, Joe Colin. Joel, how's it going? Doing pretty well. How are you guys? Good, good. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for, you know, joining the show. Gentry Academy, I would say probably a little bit of an unknown for most people um, who aren't, you know, following high school hockey as intensely as we are. What is Gentry Academy? Uh, Gentry Academy, it uh, started out as just a private school. Um, and then recently we've been granted charter status. So we are now a charter school. Um, and the only main difference from our school than the other school is, uh, is our gym class. Um, our gym class offers a chance for kids to do something that they're passionate about. Um, and whether that be an athletic or, um, a different activity, whether it's hockey or lacrosse or robotics or dance or something like that, it, it gives an opportunity to spend part of their day doing that instead of your traditional gym class. Um, so it, it, we feel it's a, it's a really great thing for kids to be able to do something that they, that they really love, that they're passionate about. Um, and it helps, helps their day and their school day become, uh, become more complete. And we just are very, very proud of what we got here. And, um, we have a great group of students and it's, it's becoming something that people are wanting to do and becoming more popular. So we're, so we're feeling really good about it and we love, we love what we do here. 
So walk me through the MSHSL part of this. You're the coach of the boys' hockey team. So by definition, can you work with the players on certain parts of the calendar and not with players in other parts of the calendar? How does that work on a day-to-day basis? Yep, we do. We follow all the high school rules, and they were very clear. Um, I'm not allowed to be with them in the non-contact period, which which is the majority of the school year. Um, and then during the contact period, I don't go on the ice with them or anything like that. Just practice time is the only time I'm on the ice with them. Um, but yeah, no, we follow all the rules and we kind of stick pretty strongly to those. So we have enough the staff here that we can kind of spread out and we, we, uh, yeah, no, we're able to make everything work as, as according to the rules for the high school league. On a day-to-day basis, how many hours a day are is Joe Cullen on the ice training the younger kids, <laughs> fifth grade through eighth grade kids? Probably a lot. Um, yeah, it's not too bad. It's it's kind of been broken down here. We only go each group only goes an hour and fifteen minutes a day, um, and so I will do probably a couple of those a week, probably three or four days a week. So it's it ends up being you know two and a half hours four times a week. Okay, so Joe, let's let's ask the private public school question. Okay, you you come from the Iron Range. You have Iron Range blood from Virginia, right? <laughs> and your dad's hey. from I Falls. Yep, and yep. Then, full and, Ranger, and then played high school hockey at a eight double A powerhouse of Moorhead, right? Why? Yep. Why gentry? What, what? Why metro private? private. Yeah, metro <laughs> private is the just, opposite. It's... I know it was it was everything that we stood against up in Moorhead, but um, but no, it was uh, it was an opportunity that a friend of mine, um, who's our athletic director here, he he brought up to me a few years ago, and to be honest, it took a long time to decide, and it was not an easy decision, and I knew that there would be some people up in Moorhead and the Iron Range that didn't approve of my decision, but. Uh, my family was on board, my brothers, my dad, my mom, all of sister, they were all on board. Um, and my friends, my, my close friends. So it was, it was kind of a, a decision that everybody supported, even though they didn't love that we were leaving Moorhead. It was, it was a decision that I felt was the right thing to do at the right time. And I, I know it's been the right choice and very happy to be here and very thrilled about um, the choice we made. So walk through that decision. I mean, you had a completely different career in Moorhead. Um, your wife uh, was not from where she came down here. So walk through the decision of it's just the personal decision of coming down here, not not just having the support of your family, but you know, it's a professional decision too. Right. It was. Uh, it was part of, partly that too. It was. I was in a job that I didn't love, um, and I was looking to try to get back into hockey somehow. I had been retired from playing for about three years. And so I was looking to get back into doing something with hockey, whether it was coaching or anything else. I didn't really know. I just kind of wanted to get out of what I was doing and get back in. And, and honestly, it was, it was kind of a timing thing. I feel like it was a science of God, really, that I got a call about two weeks after from my buddy. And he said, hey, we got a spot open down here. Um, do you want to think about it? So we, we talked about it. And my wife was, as soon as she heard, we could maybe move down to the Minneapolis area. She was, she was kind of all for it. Her mom lives down here. She's got a lot of family down here. So she was kind of excited about the opportunity as well. Um, but it was a family decision. It was, it was, we decided together that we were going to do this and 
and there's no looking back. How many kids do you have? I know you have a daughter and a son. I think you got a baby too, don't you? I do. Yeah. So we got a 12 year old daughter. Um, then I got a 10 year old son and then I got a surprise 16 month old baby. <laughs> <laughs> they were up in Fargo this past week, summer and your wife's pushing a baby stroll along. I'm like, that just doesn't seem normal with a 12 year old daughter in a tournament, yep. but, but it nope. happens, right? Yeah, we were not babysitting at that time. That was our kids. So, yeah. <laughs> so was is this your first time as a head coach then, Joe? Uh, no, I had, well, first time as a high school head coach. I had coached um, before Gentry had a high school team. I had coached uh, Bantam level teams, PB level teams, and then obviously my kids' teams. But um, it was my first time into a high school high school coach when I started doing that three years ago. Um, so yeah, it was a little bit of a change, um, but when you, when it comes down to it, it's coaching's coaching. The kids respond the same way. I mean, especially with, with high school boys, they respond to respond to how you, how you coach and how you, how you treat them. So, um, it was, uh, it wasn't too difficult of a transition. I would say it was, it was kind of, it's more enjoyable. It's more fun to coach high school. I think coaching high school is a dream for a lot of people. And especially, especially when you have a pretty good team and a good, good group of people, it, it helps a lot. You and I always arm wrestle over who is the busier man in hockey. <laughs> and I walk through a day in the life because you're on the ice, you know, with the you're you're on the ice coaching, teaching uh, the 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 middle school kids per se. Then you have the high school kids, and then you coach you coach the blades in the summer, and you coach mm-hmm. your daughter's team in the winter. Do you do you get a break, or or is it just uh, or, or do you ever run low on on fumes like you're getting tired? Well, first of all, there is no debate, Tony. You are without question <laughs> ten times busier. I've seen what you do. It's not even close. Well, that's this is nice your off. You. Yeah, this is your off weekend, and you're going to be busy the whole time. I know you are. So, yep. um, but yeah, no, it's a it's a lot. It's it's been it's great because I know eventually down the road I'll look back and be like, man, those were some pretty fun times. But but yeah, it's it's good full day of working at school here, and then right to high school practice, and then pretty much right to the next rank for my daughter's practice. And then once April starts, we'll start blades. And I got two blades teams I coach. So that'll uh, kind of, where did kinda... bed come in here? Joe? <laughs> 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 I feel like when I'm retired, I can catch up on my rest. So, uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's great. And this, well, usually I get like a break in March. Cause I mean, hockey, high school hockey ends in March and then there's a break till blade starts in April. But, they, uh, they pushed it back, and so we'll be going right from high school hockey right into AAA stuff, spring and summer stuff. So we talked about you coaching. Talk about some of your influences as a coach. Um, obviously, your dad must be one of them. Do you have any others that you kind of uh, lean on or kind of think about as you, as you build your coaching career? Um, yeah, there's been a few over the years. Obviously, my dad is without a doubt number one. Um, he's... He was the best coach I've ever had, and I think a lot of people say that um, pretty much because he was knowledgeable and he made sure to get the best out of you. And that I try to do that with my kids, whether it's being hard on them or being passionate with them or being you know kind to them or whatever it is, trying to get that out of them to different ways with different kids. He had that ability to get the get the best out of kids, whether it was each whatever method he used it was it was the best way to do it um for each kid individually and i know his method with me was not my favorite but it it worked (laughs) and um but yeah i know to have 
have him as has my influence was it was it's great and i still talk to him a lot we talk most after most games um i honestly think like in between periods sometimes i think to myself what would terrence do right now what would my dad do right now (laughs) (laughs) so it's like what would he be thinking right here so it's kind of one of those things where it's where i try to mimic what he would do at this time and um and yeah he's definitely been a been a big help there's also been a few others i had um when i was played with team usa and the development team i had john hines as one of our coaches there who's i think he's in nashville now he was he was very very intelligent guy and he i liked him a lot um and then i had coach and I played in the pro uh, in the AHL named Jeff Ward. And I'm not sure where he's at right now, but he used to be in Montreal, but he was, he was also pretty, pretty knowledgeable and very good and was able to get, get a lot of, out of a lot out of his guys. And I just feel like if you can connect with your players and you can get the best out of them, then you've done your job. So it's, it's guys like that, that kind of stick with me and that I've, that I've kind of responded to and listened to over the years. I got to ask, whenever I think of Terry Cullen, I've heard about this VHS video that he produced uh, about stick handling and skill development. Where were you in this whole phenomena of the of the video? Well, as maybe you should explain what VHS is to a lot of the um, it's now on DVD, so we're it's classic. No it's becoming big time now. So we need um, this on YouTube. Yes, <laughs> it might be. Maybe who knows? But <laughs> um, so yeah, in gosh, let me think. It kind of started in the early nineties. Okay, um, I think I was a squirt. Um, my dad came up with a video. Uh, sorry, a stick handling circuit, like just a garage stick handling circuit. We he came up with that one night in our garage with me and my two brothers. Um, and then from there, it just kind of took off and he created the circuit for his high school team and then decided we wanted to make a video because some people were asking about it. Um, so we made a video. Um, my brother, Matt and I were in it and it took off and, and Mark was, hold, was Mark holding the camera. Mark was out of town that week. So instead of him being in the video, he got to be on the cover. So okay. you got oh, a picture nice. of Mark on the cover and then. Matt and I are in it. So. Many would argue he's the best looking one, so that was probably it, right? <laughs> nobody would nobody argues with that. That's that's <laughs> not you. Nobody nobody agrees with that. That's way off the <laughs> Um and then yeah, so it's kinda of funny I still get questions about because Matt was in I think Matt was sixteen and Matt had some pretty good hands and he did a couple things off ice where his hands were moving pretty quick and people always ask if it's if that's real time or if that's fast forward and and I wish it was fast forwarded, but nope, it was real. So it was it was pretty impressive for a 15, 16 year old kid. And um, but yeah, it was it was a fun video, and it's I'm glad it's still applicable today, and people are still using it today. And um, and yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's still live. It's on YouTube. Yeah, Dan, Dan is it really? It. Yeah, Dan Kyle it. Oh from Vintage uh, Minnesota Hockey posted it. Cool. Oh yeah, it's got 95 views. So you know, 95. It's... All right. <laughs> All right. Not bad. Okay. Good. Well, let's let's talk about this year's Gentry team. It's getting a lot of buzz right now. I think even in the Let's Play Hockey poll recently, you guys were number two. Yeah. It, it, I mean, oh. you guys are jumping right now in a lot of people's standings. And so, why? Who is this team? Tell us a little bit more. Well, it's. This is our third year, so we and we haven't really lost many players over the last two years. Our first year, we were really young, and then the kids are growing up. Um, so we have an extremely old, deep team, which really helps. And we have a lot of talent and a lot of skill and a lot of good leadership 
quality kids that that have kind of taken this thing and put it on their backs and and have really played really well to start the season here. Um, I think they all know it's such a short season and this is a rare opportunity that they have such a, a pretty good team to maybe do something special and and they've just come out of the gates a hundred miles an hour. It's it's been great to see where dark practices are so fun. I'd love going to practice with them because they're so competitive and the kids go so hard and um and yeah it'll be it'll be a short season but it'll be a fun one and we're excited for what we have and we know we uh, we know we have a good team and we're excited for you know some some more games here that'll be tough ones for us and kind of to see what really made out of but yeah, yeah we're thrilled uh, so far to defend myself i do the the class a rankings I don't have yeah. you as high because you haven't had a real tough game yet. A real, you know, talk about your schedule. Who do you have left? On Tartan's the... coming up because I just called. So we got Tartan, Tartan here in about. Uh, we got Tartan in about a few hours today. Yep. Yep. So Saturday afternoon here, um, and then we got a couple of, couple of big Class A games coming up. We have St. Paul Johnson, uh, I believe, next the week after. We have Little Falls here coming up on Thursday. We play Holy Angels Double A School here coming up. We have a big one against Blake. Um, as well Ooh, after like that. that, so that's a juicy so our, one. Our February is pretty is pretty tough. I think we play St. Paul Johnson twice, maybe in February. Um, so we have a good we have a good stretch coming up. Um, so that'll kind of show a little bit more of what we got and if we're for real or not. So it's it's going to be a little bit tougher for our boys coming coming soon. So you guys had this famed U sixteen team that uh, Chaz and Cruz and and uh, Kurth, Connor Kurth were on and. Guys that are now in the U.S. playing in the USHL were on, but there are plenty of other great players that are now now playing MSHSL High School. Walk through some of those guys that have been with you guys and been with the program for a long time. Yeah, there have there are a few that have kind of been here from the beginning. Um, there's they've been here for five six years now, and and they're great kids. Love the school, love love being a part of the group, and love the team. And they they wanted to stay and play high school and graduate with us and be a part of something hopefully something special and um yeah the kids that left are it was the right choice for them to go they're extremely talented all those kids that left were it was the right move for them um and the other some of the kids had opportunities they just decided they wanted to stay and continue continue playing hockey here and continue playing with their friends and and we're we're happy to have them. we love having them there it's a great addition to our team and it's it's a it's been a fun year with them with watching them be a part of it so let's let's uh, paint a picture. You make your team makes it to the state tournament. Uh, what are your buddies back in Moorhead going to think of you when you <laughs> if you were able to win well, and if you pull this thing off with a private if, school metro right. team? If well, we'll just hypothetically if because we don't want to yeah we get too far ahead of ourselves. Uh, but yeah, if I know my my close friends will be mad because I left. <laughs> make, probably make them more upset that we left, but. Um, no, they'll be they'll be thrilled. They'll be happy for us. I'm sure there'll be some people that are a little bitter. I know a couple people off the top of my head that won't be too happy about it, but uh, but that's the way it goes. And it uh, it would be it'd be pretty special to be able to to make it. And I mean, obviously, it's a long ways away, but it's uh, it's a dream for our boys to to get there. And then it's definitely something that we are got number one on our list right now as our goal. So we're we're working towards it, and hopefully I'll have that problem later this this year. Well, Joe, uh, we really appreciate you coming on today's show. Uh, good luck to your team the rest of the way. Hope to see you around the rink real soon. I'm sure we will see each other around the rink soon. I'm sure you will, Tony. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Joe Cullen, head coach of the Gentry Academy Stars.
Well, thank you, Tony. That was a lot of fun to talk to Joe Colon there yesterday. Yeah, it was a fun interview with him uh, just to hear all of his, you know, his past with his brothers and his dad and, you know, the Moorhead thing and the Gentry thing. It was it was a fun interview. I really enjoyed it. Off air, it was kind of cool to, like, learn more about the Cullen family, you know, and stuff and just, like, how much uh, – um, a hard time they give each other. My favorite part was, you know, Joe's done a lot of coaching, and now Mark and Matt are kind of getting oh, into yeah, it. This and was him's funny. going, I'm by far, Joe said off air, I'm by far the best coach in and the family. And I'm the calmest on. He's like, <laughs> Matt just wants to jump the ref immediately in the first period. Yeah, 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 it was good. It was and then, fun to hear that. Then you're like, how's Mark? Ten times worse than Matt. <laughs> <laughs> it is just really fun. Oh, not fun. It was yes. good. It was yes. good. Good, very good family. Fun, fun guys to be around and and you know just get to know about their story. And a good interview for the Red Black League coach interview. I agree. Speaking of Red Black League, I got three Red Black Leaguers last week. With I'll call it, there's an H theme here. <laughs> uh, Dominic Valentino had four points for Hopkins in their win over Southwest Christian. Brody Knorr had a Hattie for Hutchinson in their big win over Waconia. And Jack Shower from Hastings had four goals in their win over New Prague, which is a good lead-in. There's three games that we've already talked about and a sponsor pump all in the same segment. What do we got for games in the past, Danny? Oh, I got some juicy ones this week. Not as juicy as last week, but I have some this week. Do you have, like, some stored up at the end where you're going to just drop them on us? You know, (laughs) when I was making this last night, I did not find any stored up ones. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) I I like our show better now that I don't know what the games of the past are going to be or uh, Carl's Top Ten. It it makes for a... (laughs) A little bit more spontaneity. How's that? I like it. I like it, too. Um, okay, Orono 3, Delano 2. Orono wins this one in the last minute after it was tied up with, like, two minutes left. Oh, a minute left. Yeah. It, I, 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 had, I was tweeting this game, just following this game, and I'm like, overtime pending. And that's what I was yep. my tweet. And I'm like, oh, scratch the overtime. This game is over. Orono wins it. Pretty exciting game. Yeah, no, and I think it was 53 seconds left, if I recall, um, seeing. And, I mean, this is what stinks for me. This was the game that I probably would have been at on Tuesday, you know, non-COVID type of thing. Yeah. Um, And Del uh, Orno is the front runners in my book. I am buying them for 2A. Really? Okay. I'm buying them. I was liking Southwest Christian until they the last, have the last seven days. They had a bad week. They had a bad week. They they went so high, and then they Icarus and flew way too close to the sun. Yes, they did. Um, okay, next game, Hutchinson 4, Mountain West Tonka 3 in overtime. Can I say that Hutch is the real deal this year? Yes, you yeah. just did. i i just i'm really i'm watching hutchinson scores right now big time it might be better than anyone in two way (laughs) that's the thing they are they beat delano right and they beat mount west delano (laughs) Uh, thank you carl for throwing delano just under the bus I know that's a hard one to swallow. I can't figure out what Delano. That's the. I mean, if we're gonna have a mid-season show, that's the. Well, let's have a heart to heart with you, Delano. I I, know. I don't know. I don't get it right now. 
and they can win this section easily going away, and they might get to state with like three wins. It looks like. Yeah, they'd be like that YZ team from 2017, <laughs> like seven and thirteen or whatever they were, oh, or any oh. Lakeville team in the mid 2000s. Oh yeah. Oof. <laughs> oh, don't bring that back up. <laughs> um, Chicago Lakes oh, six. <laughs> Chicago. I don't know how to say. There's it. There's not two H's in it. Okay. Shisha. Shisha. It's Shisha. Shisha. <laughs> the CL Wildcats. Can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> the CL Wildcats are playing Princeton this week. They won six to two. They're they're the Wildcats are off to a pretty decent start in five A. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I'm uh, just okay. keep an eye on them. Okay. Monticello just hasn't, hasn't. been. Been living I up to the hype. I think they're the best team, though. I think at the end of the day that you're going to see. I I think the that the wild, uh, but I think the Wildcats are primed for at least the section final right now. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Um, in a game that Carl said would be good in 1954, St. Paul Johnson <laughs> puts a ten spot on South St. Paul, a ten to two win to start their season. I know. Too. I know. And we'll get back to St. Paul Johnson. Their stock was never as high as this, and then they fell a little <laughs> bit this week, too. Yep. Same could be said about War Road. War Road just went out guns a-blazing against Rozo. They went 6-3, to three, and it was like 5 nothing. what, Carl, in like the first period? It was 4 nothing after one, and then 5 nothing. Uh, I'm not, I can't remember the sequence of the goals after that, but yes, Waro looked very, very good in the first period. I think the, at one point it was six to one. Yeah, yeah. yep, yeah. There were two late ones for Rozo. Uh, what, Carl? Did you watch this game a little bit? I did. Yeah, I you know, had a camera, no commentator, so <laughs> it had its struggles. But um, you know, Waro, I'm going to say this about them, and this is this is both a compliment and a dig, but. <laughs> That's only Carl can do. It. Let's hear it. <laughs> but they, they look like the same team as last year, which in some ways is great. I mean, they, they for starters, let's just say this, they are one of the most fun hockey teams to watch. They look like they're playing pond hockey. They're, their puck control is incredible. They've, they just snipe these goals from incredible angles. You know, they're, they're just as delightful a hockey team to watch as you'll ever see. Um, but... The negative... <laughs> the negative, which I think we saw later in the week, and we'll get to in a bit here, but is that you know they're kind of just running around playing for fun, and if they run into a structured, strong defensive team that is deeper and knows what it's doing, they're in trouble because yeah, they kind of only play one way. Yeah, that's true. And and Moorhead, we'll get to that game later, but I agreed. Oh, si- that. side note: Did you see that the War Road River is like two and a half miles of it's yeah. of ice, and it's, and, it, and it's done by parents? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not like oh, this is part of the parks program here. No, in no, it's I just mean, a dad said, "Let's just do this," and they're having like uh, cookouts at like different locations too. Yeah. I listened to it on NPR. It sounded amazing. Yeah, the best part is like Polaris down in Rozo donated some equipment. No, to- it was a dealer in um in a dealer a Bobcat dealer in Grand Forks donated like some a demo unit or yeah, something really? like that. Yeah, yeah. And they're like shoveling and sweeping the thing off. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. No, I, I don't. 
I don't think Rosa is feeling very generous to Warroad right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the girls team thumped the the I saw that, yeah. Rosa was like so there's a combined like thirteen to four Ooh. in one night. Yeah. I mean, I, I said it on our ten minutes show I go, I bet they were celebrating at Izzy's that night, you know. <laughs> oh anyways, I, I thought that was really uh, just a cool thing that I saw. Um, okay, Stillwater 5, White Bear Lake 4 in overtime. Was that pre-road? No, that was Road's first game. Road's edition. Yeah, exactly. Road yeah. edition. Okay. So the road work was already finished. Can I get any more of these in? <laughs> road's <Please> closed. <laughs> um, no, good win for Stillwater here. Kind of throwing themselves back in the two conversation. I think they still need to have some quality wins inside of this uh, Southeast conference. Yeah. Um, Centennial two, Totino two in overtime in Totino's first game back. And I think this is, this will give us a good understanding of where Centennial really is. Yeah, well, I think we've got that. We'll get that one later. Nine to three is the more <laughs> revealing score, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're into like section ratings and no seedings I, and stuff like that. Sure, this is a section seeding. Sure, game, it, yeah. If if there's section seedings that's going to happen right now in five double A, it's number one, number four, seven. You know, like it, there is no two and three. No, it, it is a clear. Clear drop-off. Drop yep. Mm-hmm. Um, game that both you and Carl were at, Grand Rapids 3, Duluth East 0. I think when Grand Rapids scored its third goal, Duluth East had three shots on goal. <laughs> Is that true, Carl? Yep. It was not. It was, it was close. It was in that neighborhood, yeah. Oh, this sounds as exciting as the Henry Sibley tartan game i was <laughs> yeah so i went from watching you know wide open fun hockey on tuesday to watching the two games i watched later in the week were just neutral zone trap fests and this was this was it was <laughs> awful the, the, the style east was playing you know, you know there are traps and then there's what east was playing <laughs> <laughs> i i mean there it was were... like it was like they weren't interested in scoring at all period oh oh no That's correct there were times when Grand Rapids would have the puck in their own zone. They could have stood behind the goal for three minutes, and Duluth East would not have chased behind the net. Oh, God. Discipline. Discipline. <laughs> Correct? Is that fair to say, Carl? Yeah. No, it's totally true. <laughs> it felt like, you know, like, you know, you watch those football games and they look, all the whole team looks over to the sideline for the play. Yeah. <laughs> I swear the kid would have said that and look over, looking over to Rand. Hey, can I go get him now? Nope, I can't. Okay, no. I'll stay here. I'll stay here. Sure. No problem, coach. And, you know, through the first period, it, it almost worked. I mean, they had two, you know, like grade B chances. It was nothing, nothing Plus. until fairly late in the first. Yeah. <laughs> so it almost worked, but but then they stuck with it when they went one down one nothing and down two nothing, and they were still doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it just wasn't a very pretty hockey game. I think it got over like in an hour and ten minutes. It was, oh, it was really bad. The half an hour we lost in the lobby would have been a normal. We left the lobby the a normal like nine fifteen. The game was over. Yeah, like, I, I, I was way before nine o'clock. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, because Carl, you my game started maybe at seven thirty, and you called yeah. me right when it ended, and so you yeah. were. I, I mean, that game, <laughs> that game was quick. Oh, there was like six whistles the entire game. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. And, and, I think they were even hustling the the the, the, the breaks between periods because I did a little interview segment with you know up north hockey and I talked for like two minutes. I was like, oh, Rapids is back on the ice. <laughs> I guess we're done. Yep. Yeah. Well, well, normally Rapids is the longest game that you'll go to all year because they got a chuck a puck, they have a shot from center ice. I mean, it's awesome to go to, but then you like start and you're like, oh. Shucks, I got to drive. <laughs> I got to drive around Lake Moax tonight. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do it. I stayed in the hotel. I just wasn't about to, in the dead of winter, going to drive home that night. Interesting, uh, the last time I was there on a weeknight uh, for uh, a boys' high school game was when Dallas Drake won in overtime. And the difference in atmosphere. Dalton. Or well, it was, it was, Dallas it was Drake? Dallas Drake, yeah. For, he scored for Rapids in overtime to beat East. I don't recognize uh, that name. In, yeah, it was no. fantastic. Drake Anderson? Drake Anderson? Yeah. Drake, Drake Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dallas Garads? Yeah. <laughs> I mixed a whole bunch together. <laughs> it's a mashup. Drake Anderson, Anderson. Sorry, he scored in overtime um, in 2016. Yeah. Yeah, 2016. Yep. That, was, that was hockey. That was hockey. That was a great hockey game. The atmosphere in that building was unbelievable. Second and none. Yeah, and I I think we can talk to this. We we've all been to big good hockey venues this week. You guys at IRA. I went to Aldrich, Aldrich. and it was just it was weird to go to Aldrich and you know not like echo chamber. Yeah, it was just <laughs> it, it it felt like a Saturday morning game and yeah. that nobody really woke a noon, up for. A noon start. Yeah, the nooner against like a, a Sibley yeah, like four double A quarterfinal the 8 1 quarterfinal yeah, 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 that's what it really felt like and it was just weird. Um yeah. Anyways, keep it moving here. St. Paul Academy 4, St. Paul Johnson 3. Oh, <laughs> I I don't know what to think about St. Paul Johnson now. To be honest, is that a typo? No, that wasn't. And St. Paul win for Murph. Wow, <laughs> Murph's squad, the Fighting Murphs, even had more shots. Yeah, in this the game, Fighting Murphs. <laughs> They're no longer Spartans. <laughs> the Fighting Murphs. <laughs> um. Okay, moving on. Minnetonka five or. Wyzetta 5, Minnetonka 3. I know this helped Carl probably in rankings putting Minnetonka yes. up. Um, mm. but, or not putting Minnetonka up. The oh. <laughs> late teams are getting confusing in my head, it seems like. So you, you moved Wyzetta up because of this game. I think Wyzetta is one of these teams that might slowly come back. Yeah. They're, they're going to boom. as They need to score. And when you guys were talking about neutral zone play, Wyzetta is the only team that I have seen so far this year that has actually controlled the neutral neutral zone. And that yeah. I think that's a game changer, too. They're a very physical team, so they can. Yeah. Yeah. Other teams that I have seen have struggled with that and just – it's been interesting. That's the one lacking thing that I've seen coming year over year. Okay. Um, Cretan 5, Eastridge 2. Just cr- 
Creighton with a good win, and Eastridge actually uh, two goals. I think tells us a little bit about Eastridge. Yeah, they're not bad. They're not bad. Um, St. Cloud regular two, Alex zero. <laughs> I tell you what, keep hey, don't sleep on St. Cloud regular. That's why I mentioned them. I've seen them play twice. They're not too bad. I mean, think about it. It's it's a really down section. How fun would it be to have St. Cloud regular in the section final or the I don't, state what, tournament? What's their mascot? They don't have one. Okay, that's nope. why like they're Minneapolis the, they're regular. The, they're the regulars. Yeah, Minneapolis regular doesn't have regular. one anymore either. <laughs> yeah, because they were the Novas. Novas, which is terrible. Yeah, but, yeah nothing's better than Novas. Yeah. <laughs> yes, correct. Yes. What if they like did? What if Minneapolis did like a mashup, like the uh, patriotic Bears, <laughs> like Lakers, Millers, the Laker Bear, Miller, Millers, Indians, no, no Indians, <laughs> uh, definitely no Indians. Maybe they just name it Bede Maska or whatever they call it. Bede Maska. Okay, thank you, City thank Planner you. Carl. I can't. Uh, say I've that been word. I've been corrected aggressively, so I'm not going to mistake again. <laughs> well, how is it? But they what? But they Oh, okay, cool. That sounds good. How about just Harriet's? Yeah, Ooh, don't say that. <laughs> change that. Um, okay, the Isles. The Isles. The Isles isn't bad. Um, Elk River eight, Blaine two. I'm prepping this for a little bit later with a Blaine score. That's a great game in 2017. I know, but I, I, it's just we need to understand where the Northwest Suburban Conference is and how bad maybe the other surrounding teams in the Northwest Suburban yeah. Conference are. So this is just a remember this score when you start to see yeah. other scores. I have a score. I'm going to write it down. If you don't get it out, I got a bombshell for you. Okay, fine. Holy Family 3, Delano 2 in the Delano. Don't show me the score. I, I don't want to see it. Um, and the Delano needs to find, like, an auto repair shop quickly. Um, okay, next score, Shakopee 4, Lakeville North 0. First ever school win for Shakopee over Lakeville North. They're coming. Shakopee, is like, I mean, hats off to them. This is a team to watch out for. I've been projecting them three, four years from now, and it's happening yeah. now is fantastic. Cats off to Calvin Simon and his staff for, for what they're pulling off right now. Yeah, this is a really big win. I I really ho- hope in realignment that Shakopee and maybe Prior Lake move to one. Oh, wouldn't and, that be nice? And, and then we would start to see some competitiveness in one, which would yes. be really cool, but moving past that... Um, Lakeville South five, Rosemount two. I mean, that's a good indicator. It's a that, that South. Carl's got it right. South is at the upper hand on Prior Lake, but you know they do play twice. Yep. Yeah. Um, Carl, what did you think of this one? Yeah, I think it basically confirmed where I had them before. Um, this, I think South is clearly the strongest team, not unbeatable. I think you can see how. Un- un- <coughs> Rosemount in a rematch, or Prior Lake could do enough things right to knock them off, but still clearly the class of the South Suburban. Orono 4, Mount West Tonka 3. Orono, like we said at the beginning, in the driver's seat in 2A. This is another example of that. 
Um, Hill Murray won, Edina zero in the game that nobody wanted to score, and the Nets wouldn't stay on. Uh, I was less concerned about the Nets and more concerned about the broadcaster. The broadcaster. I was calling this game. Just coming. so you, I, I know, that's a good segue <laughs> to how great of a broadcaster you are. Oh, thank you. Um, the keep, broadcaster keep was so bad um, that my wife. When I pulled Danny up on the uh, on the uh, radio and Zach and Zach on the radio said, "Turn the sound down and let's listen to them because this guy's putting me to sleep." <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know. He called uh, Trey Fetchko Trey Fletchko. Um, he Aww. did not know. He, it was clear he was not interested in doing the game, or nor did, was he interested in learning any names. <laughs> he knew Klarkowski. He knew Erickson. And he just kept calling them Hornets and, and Pioneers and Hill Murray and Edina. And it was the most poorly uh, broadcasted game in the history of sports. I mean, I'll take I'll wow. take the I'll take the Forest Lake guy. At least he knew like five <laughs> guys from Forest Lake and had some energy. This guy was completely on. He had dialed this thing in long ago. Oh. He mailed it oh. in. And Zach is really good on play by play. He's yeah. he's I like listening to him. Yeah, he was great. And so and he does a good job at doing it. And so we watched the goal, and then we would go back and we would listen to Danny and Carl's, <laughs> Danny and Zach's call. It was because they were behind, so it was fine. I, I just, it was, he just sucked the life out of the game. That kid. The life. I would say this game was one of the better games that I've seen this season because the matchup was pretty. It was a good matchup between the teams. It's just, I think I, I said at one point, like, they're running a clinic on how not to score the puck. Yeah. And, and I don't know what to say. I did like a couple, uh, Godbouts played a really good game. Palachuk played really well. He was jumping up a lot more mm-hmm. than I saw last year. But, yeah, I like Hill, but score some goals. The kid I like, the the, the sneaky good kid on that team is Jared Jensen. He's, his yeah. game is really from from peewees to bam he's one of those kids that just gets incrementally 10 percent better every year i really like his game axel bagley another yep. one yep and mm-hmm. then i was they had a good second deep pair with Leo they, gruba and axel they bagley. really do their you know, deep fly, pair it seems is, like fly shacker and plotchick have been there for 10 years well there's always uh, fly's brother came through yes and, and so and then fly shacker this is, I think this is Matthew. Yep. Um, and so Matthew is listed as 5'6". He might be 5'4", type of thing. But he's one of the smartest defensemen in the yep. state. Kind of a Jack of Sean uh, yep. type. Ooh, good analogy. I like that. Good comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I, I liked this Hill team a lot. I just score the puck and I'll, I'll like it a lot more. Yep. Type, But their decor is really good. Yep. Uh, Well, I I was going to say, I I watched the rematch, which is probably the next game on your list. Um, I I saved that one for a little bit later. But yeah, we can talk. You want to save that to talk about that? that Sure. There. Um, Okay. The next game I was at, Andover 4, Totino Grace 3. Um, I would say Andover uh, was the better team kind of throughout. Um, Totino had some really fun f- flashes. Um, Bernovic 
with a Michigan style goal. This is online. I think I think it made Sports Center top ten. Did it? Zach tried it to pimp the heck out of it yesterday. I think it did make it because I got a note from a Totino person today that says, you know, disappointed in the win, but it is cool to see Austin make Sports Center. Yeah, it was <laughs> You know, Michigan-style goals are just fun to see, and then when you're not expecting one and you're just watching a game, it completely changed the momentum into Totino's favor. It's, it's the equivalent of a dunk. Yeah, it, like a it really big... momentum. Yep. And then then immediately what happened is they went on the kill, Andover scored, and then Andover just grabbed the momentum and stole it away. And they, they won. Shifsky is a good player. Watch out, Garrett Shivsky's yep. going to put up a lot of points this year. He's already got 18 or so in six games. That's impressive. Yeah. But something also to note, Andover was rocking a 7.6 goals per game, and Totino kept them to four. So a right. okay. um, yeah. little bit of that, okay? Um, Gentry Academy, just want to follow up, eight to nothing over Tartan. So, you saw Tartan this week, too. I you? did see Tar- Tartan's competition level that I saw with Henry Sibley was not as high as Gentry. No. So Tartan won 10 rip in a game that. <laughs> they went from the freezer to the frying pan. <laughs> yeah. Very quick. Rough week. <laughs> Very quick. But uh, Tartan does have some good scorers on their team. And like I said before, they put a five spot on St. Thomas. So yeah. for Gentry to shut them out, just keep that in mind. Good comparison. Yeah. Alexandria 3, Little Falls 3. Tony, you watched I that watched one? I watched this one. I think they're dead even teams. I felt that Alex had more qual- – they didn't have as many shots on goal, but they had more chances. I thought the goaltending uh, was the difference in, in this game. I thought that – Dane Kucher was the better of the goalies. Uh, he made some unbelievable saves. Um, I think this team that we watched, I watched the section final mm-hmm. yesterday. And that's okay. That will yeah, be the section sure. final. I think both teams by the end, middle of the third period were totally out of shape. I mean, and I don't mean <laughs> that in a bad way. They just didn't look like they were in midseason form yet from, well, a, from a conditioning perspective. Yeah. Well, it's midseason now, so I know <laughs> that's weird. I know, so that that would be my takeaway. I, I, by the overtime, I, neither team really generated a great offensive uh, opportunity in in the overtime, which is because they were gassed. You know, that makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Stillwater four, Eastridge two. Kind of comparing Creighton's score with Eastridge, about, about the same. So something of note there. Um, Number one team in the state, proving why they're the number one team in the state. Maple Grove, nine. Centennial, three. I was walking out of Andover. And they're like, oh, we'll, we'll see how we do against Maple Grove. How are they doing today? <laughs> like, oof. <laughs> oof. <duh>. Well. <laughs> A lot better. The Centennial, it was like Centennial Twitter had one of the best. They, they It was like when they went made it nine to three, they did an atom bomb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that is yeah. so funny. Yeah. You're like, it's over. You know, like yeah. Armageddon is upon <laughs> us. We just saw Maple Grove. <laughs> I know. So 
this team is certainly something special right now. Yeah, and and I I didn't uh, see this team play, but I got a little bit of scouting report on them, and you know it's it's obviously the first line with Kernan and Jacobs and Kukkonen is probably the best line in the state if you when you start yeah. comparing apples to apples. Um, but it's their second line, which is really you know if you look at their points, you got Landon Gunnarsson, who's the all time leader in points in our Bantam Elite League. I, Think about all the players have been in the league. He's the he's got the most points ever. Um, you got uh, Josh Giuliani, who's an awesome player, and um, oh, totally drawn a blank. Sawyer, Sawyer Scanson is the third. That's their second line. So just to give you some idea, there's two kids that are not on the varsity: Wyatt Olson and Finn Brink. They were Bantam Player of the Year finalists last year, and they're not breaking varsity time as sophomores. That's like that's Nick how w- deep this team is. Nick Williams playing yes. JV type yes. of stuff it's or Ben Dexheimer. Same thing. It's the yeah. exact same thing. That's how deep this team is. And it's still missing players. Brock Faber, in theory, could be playing on this team. And, it, and Justin Janicki could be playing on yep. this team. Yeah. That's how deep this crew of kids are. And remember, they were Osseo Maple Grove's kids. A lot of good kids are playing over at Osseo. They were playing on the double A teams, so there was a. It's a deep area, deep. Uh, and, and William program. Matsky. Yeah, and William Matsky's playing <laughs> yeah. Blake. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah, <laughs> very deep, dirty. <laughs> they are good. Yeah, very good. Um, War Road one, Morehead one in overtime. Carla, you mentioned this one. Um, with war, yep. I kept an eye on that game all day yesterday. I was like, mm, "This thing's gonna pop. Rosa's gonna pop. Rosa's gonna pop." Now, more uh, Rosa or War Road or who are you talking about? I thought Rosa was gonna pop. Like they're gonna get four. They're gonna get five. They Rosa's didn't, not they playing in a game between War Road and Moorhead. Oh, War Road. That was War Road yesterday. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought War Road was gonna pop. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. There we go. <laughs> Wrong team. No, I agree with you, Tony, because, like, this is a team that can score, and they can score in bunches. And, and they could not. Yeah. So that's – and I think there's a lot of truth to what Carl said, is creativity sometimes struggles against system. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, we see that with Duluth East when they play a, a creative team sometimes, and clearly it's what happened here. Um, Hill Murray three, Edina zero. Carl, you were awake during this game. I was, <laughs> sort of, sort of. And th- this was the tale of the neutral zone trap part two. <laughs> um, this was, uh, and and, and this, that's a compliment to Hill. Hill was running it about as well as I've ever seen a high school team run it. Yeah, I'd they, say that they're they were running it pretty good they're, on Thursday or Friday too. Yeah, they're. Their positioning was just perfect. You know that that they may have only had one guy going in, but he was on whoever had the puck was harassing the, the you know the Dyna defenseman. Four stretch there, there was passes, no way probably. Yep. Was there yep, a, yeah. a lot of uh, did Edina ice the puck too in this game? Not a whole lot, but but, uh, but the a little f- bit. Uh, when Hills on with their trap, the four stretch mm-hmm. patches uh, passes that have to happen really favor Hill. Yep. Yep, and then they start turning it back and getting good chances the other way. And so, you know, if Hill can get any scoring punch, they'll repeat <laughs> if they play like this. <laughs> they're just so sound and so well coached. But that's that's a big if. Do you have a? Are you out? 
No, I got empty? I got some more. Oh, okay, because I got one. You still haven't brought it up yet. I don't think I will. Eden no. Prairie six, Holy Family zero. I was hoping for more out of this game. Yeah, I, I think we we all were um, on that <laughs> one. Um, and then Blaine six, Champlin Park four. I just can we finally shoot the Rebs? Yeah. This, yep. Kind of like us. San Casino, can we stop talking about Champlin Park? Give us can something. We? Give us something I, to talk about. And Champlin Park is DOA. Yep. So yep. prove us wrong. Prove me wrong. All right. But <laughs> I won't. Sherman marched right through. <laughs> yeah. Rebs are. <laughs> <laughs> they are Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> the Grays are no fire. more. That's... <laughs> okay. I don't have the score. Come that... on. What score? Who's Brianna's first, second favorite team? St. Michael. No, that's her favorite team. Rogers. Rogers. Who'd Rogers win or lose to? Rogers won. <laughs> I know which one you got. Armstrong Cooper zero. Oh, I saw <laughs> that. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Rogers, you're a double A school now. <laughs> that means you beat single A teams by more than one goal. I don't know what to think about Armstrong Cooper, though. That I agree. Yeah. That's why it's a significant score. Like, and, but you Rogers a lot from that score. Rogers also lost to Andover six to three to yeah, start the Andover's season. No, 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 no. Though. I'm just saying yeah, that that's a comparative score with other teams across the state. Okay, all right. I just thought you know we're sitting there milling through. You know, Holy Family and, and Eden Prairie and Moorhead oh, and Morrow. I'm oh, like, this uh, is a score that really tells a good cross-section. This is a biopsy of high school hockey. Oh, right Tony, there. Tony, Tony, I missed this one. Breckenridge Wampanoag. Oh, you did not. <laughs> 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 they play Bagley this week? Yeah, Bagley Foston. Yes. <laughs> Come on, that was not one you missed. Yes. Well, that's all I have, though. That's all you got. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, we'll take this show into a great interview with Eden Prairie senior Luke Middlestat. Should be a fun interview. Well, thank you, Tony. We're joined here with Eden Prairie senior defenseman and University of Minnesota commit Luke Middlestat. Luke, how's it going? I'm going. It's going good. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on. You know, we're just, you know, trying to get brothers, it seems like, this year of players that we've already had on. We got Kukinins now, and now two middle stats to the pile. Yeah, and I did a handful of interviews with their older brother. What was his name again? Casey? He was a pretty good player in his day. <laughs> I never saw him. <laughs> he must have been one of those under-the-radar type of players. Well, uh, <laughs> I think it's a fun story. We talked about it a little bit before the show. Your name is Luke Middlestat, but I don't think you've been called Luke uh, your entire life. You've been called Kuka. Uh, walk through how you got the nickname Kuka. Yeah, so I think uh, at a young age, uh, my older brother, John, couldn't really say Luke, so he always called me Kuka or Kuka, <laughs> and it kind of just stuck. And uh, people call me Luke. Nowadays, I kind of just like double take. I don't know if they're talking to me, so it's crazy, but it's kind of just stuck, and now everybody calls me it. And how do you spell it? There's a million different ways you can spell <laughs> Kuka. Well, people like to think there's tons of different ways to spell it, but there is only one. It's K O O 
K, and then if you're calling me Kuka, you just add an A to it. So, so you're both. You got two nicknames, Kook and Kuka, and you're not even that kooky of a kid, are you? Um, I don't <laughs> know. I I guess it kind of depends who you ask, but I think there's <laughs> there's also so many. I just Kook, Kooky, Kuka Bear, Kooky Bear. <laughs> there's a ton of different names that people call me. So, do, do you sign like papers like Kuka Bearer, yeah. <laughs> Middlestad? <laughs> No, not at school, but I've had a few teachers that call me uh, Kook or Kuka, but for the most part at school, it's Luke, okay. which is fine. I don't know. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't even talked about hockey yet. You know? <laughs> that's, that's okay. <laughs> it's a hockey show. Well, I'm going to get a hockey question in here. Um, with two older brothers that both played forward, it's kind of odd for you to play defense. How did you, and you have a lot of offensive skill, how did you get to be a defenser, defenseman? Uh, I think back in sports, my uh, coach Jordan Bronze and Justin Bronze were kind of just like, we're going to throw you at D for a game and see how you do. I think we were kind of struggling defensively. And the year before, I was playing with John Middlestad and Drew Holt. And I think, I don't know, we had a pretty good year, I'd, I'd like to think. But I think one game they were really just like, all right, we're going to throw you at D. And I think I played well and I loved it. And I think they thought I was a good defenseman. And here I am still playing defense. So, Did you ever think about going up to forward after that year? Or was that were you locked in and wanted to be D? Um, I think I, I still can't. There's a part of me that wants to be a forward. <laughs> uh, I played a little bit in Pee-wee's. Um, I know coaches said this year, if we're ever down, they'll throw me at forward and try to try to score, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. Um, I don't know. I, I love to play forward, and I, I still would, I think. But I think D is the right position for me. So well, That's true. Um, is, would you even know where to stand for a face-off if they, if they dropped a puck? <laughs> no, I have no idea. I think <laughs> when we were down to Tonka, I was – it was six on five, and they threw me at forward, and, like, we were taking face-offs, and I had no clue what to do. I kind of just froze every time, or I'd skate <laughs> into the corner after the puck, which probably wasn't my job, but I was just trying to trying to help out, so. What do I do with my skates? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's, stick to the youth, let's stick to youth hockey for just a second. Uh, I, one of my first memories of seeing you play uh, was at the Brick Invitational in Edmonton, and your team – you know, one of the best performances by a team Minnesota team. I counted seven, uh, besides yourself, seven other players that are Division One. Actually, eight. I forgot about Jack Harvey. That would be eight uh, others besides you on one team. So you had Jack Harvey and Anton Castro, Jackson Blake, uh, Burke Holter, Peart, Batchelder, and the two Lucius brothers. What was it like to play on that team and play for Billy Hengen uh, in, on such a, a, an odd stage at a mall? Yeah, I think um, it was a ton of fun. And playing with all those guys, I think, kind of helped you out and really saw, I mean, really how good of kids there are out there. And um, I think Coach Hangen was a great coach. He was all about skill, puck possession, offense, which, I mean, I love playing for. So it was a weirder venue, but it was also super cool experience. And I think it was probably one of the most fun I've ever had playing hockey. Now, what is your best memory or your most vivid memory, like either you personally or something that you saw at the mall or took part in that during that tournament? Um, I think I think it was just kind of playing there. Like 
people just walking around the mall and shopping and they stop and watch us. I think that'd be pretty cool <laughs> um, for them. And I don't know. It was just so weird that it was so fun and so cool though. My memory of that tournament was there was a f- overtime and they got through the three on three and they actually played two on two. Oh. And Billy throws out Chaz <laughs> and Cruz on a two on two deal. And it was just like, I go, I was whoever I was watching with, I go, this game is over. Those two are going to win, no question about it. And they ended up, I think Cruz ended up scoring the game. What were you thinking when you were playing two on two overtime? And it had a lot on the line, too. Yeah, I think. Uh... I'd, I'd never played it before for sure. So I was kind of just like, what is going on? But yeah, as soon as I kind of saw Chaz and Cruz, I was with you. I think I literally think Cruz toe dragged the two kids that were out there and scored and we we're all wow. like, what just happened? That, yeah. that was insane. But I think he toe dragged the goalie played, twice. It was so sick. Yeah, he probably did that. It was, it was a cool goal. I don't even know if I played, but I was like, what is going on? So that was really cool. Okay, so Luke, you play in a mall now. Uh, I went to Nebraska Lincoln for college. Okay, I know first and foremost it's a football city. Okay, and you've seen Memorial Stadium. It's not a hockey town at all. They actually had to announce offsides and icings when I went to a Stars game on the PA. Okay, and so what's it like to skate? in a state that really doesn't know hockey like Minnesota does. I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a culture shock. It's so much different. Um, you kind of, you kind of just like, don't talk about hockey. I mean, here it's hockey, this hockey, that, and you get there and apparently like the youth program never taught the kids how to shoot the puck. (laughs) Um, there's like, I don't think there's a, or they just added a rink on campus, but, Mm-hmm. it's kind of just so different. It's crazy. It, it, I mean, at least for me, when I was down there, it was just it was such a different culture shock. I mean, wrestling is big at in Nebraska high school, okay? It makes sense, right? But they really couldn't understand yeah. what high school hockey was in Minnesota. Did you, did you find that the case still when you're down there? Um, I never, like, really got to – meet anybody outside of the Lincoln stars. We were kind of quarantined, but I feel like, like they're showing the highlights for games. It's all football. It's all wrestling. It's, I mean, it's, it's just so different there. It's so weird. Carl. Yeah. And the football team's not even good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Unnecessary. Totally necessary. I like it. I like it. All right, Carl, go ahead. Your school doesn't have a football team, Carl, that competes. Yes, they do. D1. They're D1. Thank you very much. Championship series. Okay. (laughs) What's going on, Carl? (laughs) So, uh, so you know, Tony was living in the past. We'll bring it up for the present now. But uh, so, what, what's it like to to play for Lee Smith and and for Eden Prairie? It's great. I think Lee is a great coach, one of the nicest guys I've ever met, um, and he's well respected by everybody. Uh, he's one of those guys that he kind of gets he gains your respect before just coming in and acting like a a clown a little bit, but. He, I mean, he's a great guy, and I think he's earned everybody's respect, and everybody loves playing for him. And uh, he, I mean, I think there's just a lot of history for Eden Prairie, and uh, 
it's a huge honor to be able to play for him and play for him for three years nonetheless. Yeah, and then let's talk a little bit about this season. So obviously you've got you know, a good team returning, and then just this past week you get an acquisition, you know, rehab Jackson Blake. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about how the team looks this year and how, what it is like to have Jackson back. Um, we were, I mean, we were we were hot, I think, and then we had a tough tough loss against Edina, and then Jackson had been talking about coming back for forever, and it's kind of what he wanted to do, and. Uh, kind of left his spot open for him because we had a feeling he's been talking about it for so long and I think the day finally came where he had the chance and he just took it and uh, he he opens the ice up like nobody I've ever seen before so it's so much fun playing with him he gave me two backdoor goals last night which I'm thankful for <laughs> so I, I really probably the two easiest goals I've ever scored in my career thanks to him so Talk about that a little bit more. What do you mean by he opens up the ice? Because for people who haven't seen Jackson play, what what does that mean? He, I mean, he gets the puck and his eyes are up right away and he'll draw two guys and probably beat the two guys and then another guy will come and he'll probably beat him. <laughs> then another guy will come and then he'll he'll probably pass the puck to you and you're wide open back door. And then I think he probably – I think he – three or four assists last night and they were all backdoor <laughs> it, it, it's crazy to watch and uh i mean so much confidence with the puck maybe maybe a little too much at times i'll tell him but he is, <laughs> he is something else for sure he is a good player it's uh, not to make this the Jackson Blake show, but he's been this way his entire <laughs> career. I mean, he's been the kid that you've played yeah, with him. He's he been on your team basically every year, whether it be in the youth level or with the Blades. It, 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 he's always the kid who gets three goals or three assists. He's he's one of the most pure offensive players. How does he complement the rest of your team that way? He, I, he just makes everyone so much better. Like like I said, he. He gets everyone room and space to make plays, and I, I, I can't explain it because I don't know what he's doing that makes him so good. So I don't know, but it it is insane to watch. All right, so you have your older brother Casey was a offensive force. Your brother Johnny was an offensive force. You have accumulated tons of points. Uh, let's walk through your game. You know, you're obviously a, a good defender. Um, describe to someone who's never seen Luke play what your game is. Let's say Kuka. Kuka, sorry. <laughs> Get his name right. I think um, I think I'm smart with the puck, and I like I like to find open guys and possess the puck, not – don't I hate chipping the puck or throwing it up the wall, so I'm always going to try to find an open guy before I have to do that. It's kind of the last resort for me. Um, kind of pass first, I guess I'd say. I don't like saying that, but I think I am. Um, that's kind of it. I don't. I, lo I just love moving the puck. There's nothing better than, I think, passing to your open teammates. So. All right, let's take this last stretch here. Danny and Carl are going to lightning round you with some uh, some one-hitter questions. Uh, good luck, okay? <laughs> Carl, you want to go you. first, or you want me to? I can go first. Okay. Um, okay. What's your favorite rink? Um, Bramar. Dogs or cats? Dogs. 
Where did you Favorite get that Favorite high school question? hockey moment. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what was that? I didn't, Sorry. I didn't hear that. The Tony just I asked me help where it. I got that question. I figured I would one. throw off people by that one. Okay. Yep. Go on. I'm just gonna, I was just going to ask, what was, what's your favorite high school hockey moment so far? Uh, playing the state tournament. Um, favorite youth game that you ever played? Um, or high school, it doesn't state matter. state championship. Which one? Probably state championship against Maple Grove, if we're talking youth, but uh, Edina state, state championship in my sophomore year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, favorite teammate? Um, oh, it's hard to choose. I don't. I don't think I have one. I love all my teammates. Least Ooh. favorite teammate. Least favorite teammate. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I kind of want to take a shot at somebody, Let's but I do can't it. find Come anyone. On. So Rico. Um. <laughs> um. Drew. I don't have one. I don't have a least favorite teammate. I all don't. right, Carl. Fine. <laughs> Who's your favorite brother? <laughs> Um, I'm kind of the middleman between the two brothers. They're the ones who are always bakering out. I don't know. I think I hang out with John more, but, um, that's only because of our, me and Casey's age, age gap. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay. Where's the best outdoor rink in the state? Oh, outdoor. Yeah. Where do you skate outdoor? Um, I, I never really skate outdoor. My dad froze a rink, so our rink, I guess, is the best one. There yeah, that's a go. good answer. That's a good yeah. answer. How many pull-ups can you do? Um, Five on a good day, we'll say. <laughs> Four more. <laughs> um, who's the funniest guy in the locker room this year? Um... Jackson Blake, Johnny Hartle, or Eli Andrews. It's a, it's a three-way tie, and I I die laughing every time one of them talks, so I can't I can't choose between the three. <laughs> Carl? All right. Then what's Eden Prairie gonna do this year? I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wow people defensively and then back it up with our offensive play. We're gonna we're gonna surprise some people for sure, I think. Do you want me to keep going or you wanna end it All there, right. Carl? I, I, I've asked my questions, so okay. unless you have more. <laughs> I'll give two more. Who is the best jersey in the state? Mm. Oh. I love Edina's classic um, cursive greens. Uh, I'd probably say Edina. Even though I hate the color green, I love the design. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite Eden Prairie tradition? Um... Bachelor Monday with the with the team for sure. Watching The Bachelor on Monday nights. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's solid. That is solid. I like yep. it. I like it. Okay. All right. So we're gonna do some pickums here. Before we do that, uh, Danny's gonna read out some other big games this week. You want to stick around and do pickums with us? 
Yeah, I'd love to. All right. Okay, so here's what I yeah. got this Got another one. <laughs> got <laughs> another pick Yeah, all right. Here um, we go. Okay, <laughs> games that aren't pick this week, Matamidi Hill-Murray play, Shakopee Prior Lake, see what Shakopee can do yeah. against a good competition there. Um, Cretan-Stillwater, this will give us a good test. Read on, on Cretan. Yeah, read on Cretan and kind of see where Stillwater is, too. I, I yeah, better... in comparison to Hill-Murray. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Gentry plays Little Falls. This is a kind of a top 10 fun matchup there. I think that would have been a pick yeah, but I think, I'm glad that game exists. Yes. Yeah. But I think that I think that it's definitely uh, – I lean heavy on Gentry winning that one. Yeah, I think we, we all do right now. So, Little Falls prove us wrong. Um, Moorhead, East Graham Forks. This is kind of – War Road and East Graham hmm. will play this week, but it will tell us more. Yeah, because, yes, it, it'll be a good comparison. Yes. Um Grand Rapids versus Rozo. I'm think I like this game on paper. I think this is a scoring team versus a defensive team, and I want to see how they match up um, with yeah. that. Um, and Carl, I'll turn it back to you when I'm done with all of um, Prior Lake, Lakeville South. This is juicy. Huge. It's Huge. the biggest game of Lakeville South season. Um, is that a pick'em or not? Did I gooch up? I did. I did. You just, you just did a pick'em. I just yeah. did a pick'em. I erased the wrong <laughs> you one. Suck. Uh, <laughs> Hutchinson versus Orono. This is again hmm. <laughs> Hutch with the um, number on all two A opponents. We'll and see. I think we didn't put this one here because we knew Luke would have known nothing about either of these two teams. <laughs> <laughs> that so is true. We saved you a little bit there, and then St. Thomas Hill Murray, which is always a tight contest in Minnetonka and Eden Prairie to round out some lake conference. And the other reason we didn't do St. Thomas Hill is we don't put usually double up on teams and pick them. And, and I think the St. Thomas Hill game. is a good game and it's yeah. going to be a good pick. I think that Cretan-Stillwater game is also a, a Yeah, good that one one's interesting. There's good games this week. Yeah, I'll have Very a lot to talk about in games of the past. Alright, so oh, Carl's got some um, words yeah. for, of wisdom for us here usually. Well, uh, we, well we mentioned Rozo um, Grand Rapids briefly, and yeah, that's going to be a great test of Rozo because I don't think they're as bad as they showed against World this past week. So this is really a big test game for them. And uh, Rapids also plays Denfeld this week too, which is a really interesting game for both teams because we know just so little about Denfeld right now because they've been on COVID leave for a while. So. And- and right now, games for the Rapids. and that one's listed as postponed on the hub. And I don't know if that's just no, a no, permanent. That, 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 is it back on? That was last week's. Oh, that, that was last week's. Okay. They, they had two back back back. back. <laughs> it's so yeah. hard to read schedules sometimes. <laughs> I, um, agree. I agree. Okay. All right, we ready to roll? Pick them. All right, game number one. This one's at the Warroad Gardens uh, in Warroad. East Grand Forks travels to Warroad. Uh, to exercise some demons from last year's section finals. East Grand Forks World, I'm going to go home team on this one. Um, Warroad is going to win this one. Uh, Carl, who you got? Yeah, I guess I'm a, just skeptical enough of what East Grand has done so far this year that I will also go with Warroad. Okay, Danny? Uh, I'll go East Grand. I think this is where they they bounce back and show people you know why they deserve to be in the rankings. All right, Luke, you're the youngest on the pod today. Uh, who do you got, East Grand at Warroad? Um, I'll take Warroad only because I heard it's so hard playing at their range. True. It's Olympic size. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, right. I heard it's different. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, uh, let's go to game two. Uh, Luke, you'll go third in this one. Uh, St. Thomas at Braemar Edina. Um, Carl, who do you have on this one? Mm, well, I've already been accused of being a St. Thomas hater this year, so um, I guess I might as well ride that reputation and go with Edina. You know, the pieces are there. Maybe we'll put it together. <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay, Danny, Mr. St. Thomas. Yeah, i got to go into my outlook here to just to read what the contractual obligation is. Um, yeah, I'm picking St. Thomas. It's going to be a high-flying affair. It should be. I think so. I, I, you have two like pure goal scorers in Jackson Hallam and Jimmy Clark. I, I think the, that will be a fun matchup to watch all night. So this is the game we've all been waiting for Luke's answer on. Never in your life, Luke, have you had a chance to pick on either your ex-coach, Nico, or pick on your Edina guys. You're, you're, you have the floor. Who are you going to take in this one? I'm taking St. Thomas. I'm not. I'm not choosing against Coach Nico. He knows. He knows how to coach, and I don't know. He's a. He's different. He's a one of the best coaches I've ever played for, if not the best. So we'll I'm all, going with St. Thomas. We will all agree with you that he's different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I will agree with you too, Luke, that he's one of the best coaches we know. And I'm going to pick the Cadets as well. So we're going to gooch them. Nope, nope. Uh, no, Carl picked Edina. Carl picked Edina. If okay. not, if Carl had picked uh, St. Thomas, I would have picked Edina. Just, okay. just to be different. Oh, just to yes. Be different. Um, like oh, Nico. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Luke, you're going second on this one. It's a section opponent. Um, Lakeville Sor- South. Is this at? Does it really matter though? I mean, home ice doesn't really have. It's at. It's at Hasi. At oh, it's at uh, Lakeville South. So Prior Lake at Lakeville South. Danny, you get to go first here. Well, you say that, but Luke's also had Lakeville South twice at the state tournament, too. He has. Yeah, and they usually <laughs> play in yep. season, too. Yeah. So I'm going to go Lakeville South. Lakeville South seems to be on a roll, prove me wrong, you know, type of thing, but this seems to be what they're doing right now. Luke, you're up. Who do you like, Section 2 opponent, uh, District 6 opponent, or Lakeville South, your opponent in the uh, X the last two years? Uh, I'll take I'll take Prior Lake. I think I think they're a good team this year. I don't really know much about either of the teams, but I've heard Prior Lake has a good team, so I'll go Prior Lake. Ooh, I can't take Prior. I can't take the casino, so I'm gonna. No, nope, you're not allowed. I'm I'm not allowed to. So I'm gonna take <laughs> your contract under my contractual <laughs> obligations. I can't take. Just so you know, Luke, I don't call that PL team. PL, I call them the casino until they make it to state. So because you always <laughs> lose they, when every you time pick I them. pick them, they lose. So <laughs> I'm gonna go Lakeville South on this one, Carl. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna leave Luke alone here. We can go south also. Ooh, that's uh, a good thing. Usually, Luke, trust me. When we, it, it worked for Jackson Hallam, yeah, Jackson Hallam, Jackson Hallam won last week. So yeah, so you got you're on a good roll here. All right, you mentioned uh, Maple Grove, uh, one of the top youth games that you played in uh they play uh andover this week and you get to go first so andover uh and maple grove is the pick it's your choice to go first i'll go maple grove um i know most of their team and i think they're all good good hockey players i don't really know much about andover either so i'll go maple grove i think we're all gonna go I, I'm going Maple Grove, no question. That's a that's a wagon. They're that thing is just on fire right now. Carl, who do you got? 
Yeah, I, I'm going to give Andover bulletin board material, so we'll do it again. Running time. Yeah, running time. Running time. <laughs> wow. All right. Yes, Danny. Yeah, it's going to go into running time. Oh, wow. I'm going to put running time on Asterix. You're both calling running time on uh, on Andover. Maple Grove has just been lights out so far. and I just saw Andover. I think they're a really good squad. But if Totino and Andover – or Totino and Centennial tied this week and I just saw one goal game to Andover – they're going to be really hard to. So, uh, Luke, you talked a, a, a little bit about knowing a lot of these guys. You know Cal Thomas, and you know Henry Nelson, and Ethan Elias, and these guys. Some of this in your birth year. What what makes their blue line so good? You're you're a defender. What 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 do you like about those guys on the blue line? I think they all kind of just cover for cover for each other. Uh, Henry is, I think, is so good offensively, and Cal is great defensively and I think Ethan really never makes any mistakes so they all kind of just cover for each other and do something different that they're really good at all right final game it's Eden Prairie is this game at Blake or is this game at Eden Prairie do you even know Cooks I have no idea. <laughs> None of no us idea. know. I we, do, well, I deleted it. All right. Well, we don't know. It's it's a neutral site game. Uh, I get to go it's, first. It's at, this. it's at Blake. It's at Blake. Yeah, it's at Blake. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to go. I'm picking Eden Prairie uh, over Blake in a rematch of the semifinals last year in the state tournament. Who do you got, Carl? Wait, Carl. Yep. I don't. Just think about your pick, Carl. Hmm. I mean, I'm personally, I hmm. know that Blake's going to win this game, Carl. Huh. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, okay. I've seen I've seen Blake play before. Yeah. I uh, this season, Tony, I don't think you have. No, uh, I in have not. person. So, no. I Blake's a very tough squad. This All right, year. you're selling hard on Blake right now. All right, let's see if Carl yeah, buys any I, of that. I, I feel I feel uncomfortable like I'm being sold something. I'm not sure what. Like it's a used car. Buy it. Um, buy it. Well, it's it's Blake. It's it's Blake, so it's it's a used Lexus. But um. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for a Maserati. Yeah, eh. I'm taking Eden Prairie. Taking Eden Prairie. Oh, wow. good well, one of us fell. No one fell for that. Uh, Luke, just for the record, we always the last pick is always a game of the guest, right? And we've had countless number of guests and no one's ever picked against their team can you be the first today to pick against eden prairie and pick blake in the pickums no i don't think i will i'll go <laughs> i'll go eden prairie i'll go eden prairie today. all right all right well good deal um, someday we'll get someone someday, someday we will get somebody we had a a fantastic show today um uh, Joe Cullen from Gentry Academy. Uh, we had some fun stuff here. A huge thanks to Luke for joining us today. Luke, uh, good luck to your team this year uh, and the rest of the way and uh, getting to the state tournament for the third year in a row. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It was a blast. Luke Middlestat was joining us. Uh, thanks to the Red and Black League, our longtime sponsor for the show, Danny and Carl, for putting together a great show. We'll see everybody around the rink.